Welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we're back here to make our picks for the conference championship weekend in the NFL. Of course, we've got two big games, and um, Dylan, as we talked about, I started okay in our picks in the playoffs. Uh, we have both just kind of sped in the wrong direction after um, just a crazy divisional round, which we discussed. And now it's time to see if we can get our, our Super Bowl picks correct. Of course, you know, if we look it back at the um, preseason, I guess we've only got the Chiefs here to rely on, right? I mean, I picked the Chiefs. Didn't I? I think I picked the Chiefs to win it all. Did I not? I think I, I picked, picked them in the, the Chiefs and the Bucks for sure to play. I'll have I to go think, back real quick and find. Knowing me, <laughs> I probably went for the revenge. I probably didn't pick the Bucks back to back. So knowing myself, I probably went with Chiefs Bucks. We'll, we'll get the we'll get the guarantee on that. Um, but so we've got one team available still left for our Super Bowl pick. Um, but I, I'd say that's probably. A lot of people. I think a lot of people probably picked the Chiefs, but I don't think anyone probably had the Bengals, Rams, or, or four, I guess the Rams more so than the other two, but um, Bengals, Rams, 49ers, uh, one of those three could, could be in there, or two of those three could be in there as well. So Yeah, I was looking pretty good until last week. Um, had the had the Bills and the Packers meeting. I think I had the Packers winning as well. Um, and then obviously that all fell apart pretty quickly over a couple of days, but obviously both outcomes could have gone the other way though. So yeah, I, I think, um, some people might've preseason predicted the Rams or Niners to be in this place. Like you said, the Bengals probably not so much, uh, if, if anything, it would be surprising to see that many people picking them to make the playoffs. We thought they'd be better. Didn't think they'd be in the conference championship game, even when they had, you know, already won the division, still a, a tough track there. Ended up working out well for them to rest Joe Burrow in week 18, avoid having to be the three seed and getting the chiefs last week um uh, now they get to sit here got to play the titans figured it out there and yeah for um maybe the pass for the the rams or especially the niners and the rams though uh weren't exactly what you might have envisioned preseason for them to be in this game but um i'd say the rams followed their path a little bit closer to what you might have expected the niners bit of a transition year couldn't have asked for better outcome given you know it's kind of been a it's still even even in the playoffs as jimmy g keeps winning seems like a farewell toward it. it seems like he might not be there next season no matter what happens um and now you get a, a this rivalry that i've you know know very well between not just the, the teams but the cities and tons of niner fans that live here uh for all the years that there were no uh, teams in los angeles so a lot of in california definitely a really fun one could be a defining game where the rams try to win some fans uh that maybe are still never not on board after the team came back after however many years being outside of not just um southern california but really la they've been they were gone from 1979 on a lot of a lot of people here will mention that that uh, they don't really count the anaheim years as being the la uh, rams either so uh, definitely a game that's important for them to to gain back some uh, credibility and uh, to be back you know to like you said last on our last episode, the possibility of the Chiefs playing back-to-back Super Bowls against uh, the team in their own building, uh, kind of kind of insane. But here we are. <laughs> yes, here we are, and let's see if that's the route we're going to go with our predictions. All right, we start with the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites at home at Arrowhead Stadium. There, and to me, this is one of those where I can't say I'm surprised by this line because. Again, I think you see the Chiefs coming off of that game last week, and you know you kind of you look at the momentum heading into this. Obviously, the Bengals have a lot of momentum beating the Titans, but 
I sort of expected this to, to maybe be the case where the Chiefs were going to be, obviously it's not a heavy favorite, but a no. seven-point favorite in a conference championship game, that's high. Um, I, obviously, we remember that not too long ago these two teams played. The Bengals, like you mentioned, 34-31. Um, they held the Chiefs to three points in the second half of that game in Cincinnati. And, I mean, that was a that was a really good game. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs kind of did what they wanted mm-hmm. in terms of the first half, but it was a much different story in the second half. And um, as we know, I mean, <laughs> you look at the stats, right? I mean, there was a plenty to talk about in that game. Jamar Chase went for 11 receptions, 266 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Uh, a reminder, too, 11 receptions on 12 targets. Um, so, I mean, it was just – it was incredible, the game he had there, and obviously you're not forgetting a game like that. Burrow, 30 of 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns in that one. You would think the Chiefs uh, probably have a little bit better of a game plan here uh, to be able to, to slow down this this Joe Burrow-led offense. But you know what? We've said that about a lot of other teams too, and um, it's been hard. It's been a, a real big task for teams to not just slow down Joe Burrow, but to slow down Jamar Chase. And clearly we know what the difference is here in this game. It's going to be can, can the Bengals keep Joe Burrow from being sacked? And <laughs> I think that's the big question here. Nine sacks against the Titans. And now, you know, I think in that scenario, obviously the Titans were, are not really, if you compare the offenses, you don't really look at the Titans as a, as a high-powered offense as compared to the Chiefs. So this is where if the Bengals are going to win this game, I mean, they, they've got to protect Joe Burrow because they mm-hmm. can't give the Chiefs those opportunities, you know, whether it's a third down sack or something like that, that they gave the Titans because the Titans didn't really take advantage of it. Meanwhile, I think the Chiefs uh, certainly could take advantage of that. And you probably know where I'm going here. I'm going to pick the Chiefs here, um, my Super Bowl pick to advance on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I confirmed you did pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl as well against the ah, Bucks, but so you did. Right. You still got your Super Bowl winner intact. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was such a fun game when these teams met towards the end of the regular season. Obviously, a lot on the line. Bengals locking up the division, uh, the Chiefs losing out in the bye, but nonetheless, they're still here. Uh, still, it changed definitely some some fortunes for how things could have panned out for the titans as well obviously getting the bye and how the Bengals were able to play them instead like you just said though they're not going to be able to score 19 points and win this game uh like they did against tennessee because there's no way with the way the mahomes is rolling on offense and there's a reason that you know the chiefs have been on this ridiculous streak where the only loss you know since they had that uh whatever three and four start whatever it was was the game to the Bengals. right they've won like 11 of their last um 12 games they but they they're a stat that greg rosenthal from nfl uh, media posted about the chiefs defense which we've talked about how much better they've played over the course of the season uh, still ranked by the end of it only 24th in dvoa um but against the last their last four games uh, all obviously really good quarterbacks that they faced outside of big ben so it's the four games outside of the steelers playoff game the Chiefs defense has given up over 407 yards and 30.5 points per game. Um, that's the that, I mean that's the key for the Bengals. They got to like you're saying they got to keep up. They got to take advantage of what has happened to the Chiefs defense against these top quarterbacks. Even with Joe Burrow in particular, all the stars, all the playmakers are going to have to hold up. Uh, you know, Chris Jones was getting in the backfield quite a bit uh, last time against uh, Cincinnati, and, and Joe was making him miss quite a few times. The key for you know it wasn't like uh, Tennessee had one guy. Um, winning up front uh, on their defensive line. It was multiple guys, and maybe Joe can make one guy miss, maybe two guys miss, but if three guys <laughs> win their uh, matchups, it's going to be much tougher for him. I don't know if the Chiefs have enough guys outside of 
Chris Jones to do that. I, we've seen Melvin Ingram had some great plays, and obviously Josh Allen very elusive himself. And there's a reason why the Bills uh, nearly pulled that game off. But I don't know. I, I still I'm picking the Chiefs here, but I, uh, I I can see the path a little easier just because I believe that no matter how many points. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals do manage to put up. I think the Chiefs will keep right up with them. I don't think they're going to have an insanely hard time scoring against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a, a solid defense, not a great one. Um, yes, they and both teams have solid kickers, even if Harrison Butker struggled there. I don't think special team-wise you're necessarily putting one team way over the other. Kansas City does what rank considerably better as a unit there. Um, but just overall, also the game being Kansas City, uh, the way that they've played there over the years, the experience they have. I know the Bengals' experience hasn't been a problem for them. They've been rolling right through these uh, playoffs without that. Um, but in this instance, still the Chiefs right now, on offense playing at a, a high enough level that no matter unless the Bengals do what they did last time which is <laughs> be able to run the clock down and have a couple of pi calls let them burn their timeouts all those kind of things you i mean the, that bills chiefs game really made you understand a little more why <laughs> zach taylor was so focused on not giving mahomes the ball back without um obviously the pis at the end of that game helped but uh, you know he was going for it on fourth and goal there he's like ah, if i score a field goal mahomes might score a touch on a minute and you see why uh, last week against a much better defense in buffalo so Chiefs are the pick. I'm just hoping that Joe has a solid game and uh, with, with all those playmakers, and we end up having um, a much closer uh, contest. Um, uh, obviously, the first contest is going to be hard to top that one, but if we can even get close to that, replicating that kind of score by the end of it, it'll be a lot of fun. Yep, I think this should be a really good one. Um, over under 150 yards receiving for Jamar Chase. I don't know, man. I'm thinking over here. Like, I think this guy could go off again because think about it. If they're behind, they're going to be throwing. And, man, I tell you, he is just – he's something. We talked about him, but it's like – I just think that, you know, so once again, I mean, I mean, look, we, we saw the Chiefs secondary against the Bills, right? I mean, Gabriel Davis goes for four touchdowns, and we, we say that, right? Like, it's like surely Jamar Chase is not going to have the game he had last time, but at the same time you're like, well – Look what Gabriel Davis just did to the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I think that's something to think about here with with that. Now, obviously, you know, it's not about individual stats; it's about winning the game, and um, we'll see. But yeah, we're both going Chiefs here. I, I think that's the that's the pick. But man, could you imagine if Joe Burrow leads oh his God. team to a, the Super Bowl? And it would just be remarkable. Um, just just given the path, right? The number one seed Titans. And then the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, who were coming off this just mm-hmm. monumental win against the Bills. My goodness. Um, but I guess we'll see uh, no, on that. Yeah, no number one overall pick uh, in their second year has even made it this far. Um, I, that makes a yeah. lot of sense because you're usually as a number one pick as a quarterback, uh, and I should say not as any position, but as a quarterback, you're usually going to a really bad team uh, that's going to be hard to dig yeah. out of. And within two years to get them to this point, it's insanity. Um, already what the Bengals have accomplished. And maybe, you know, I'm talking about the experience level, but in terms of pressure, I'd say the Bengals probably shouldn't feel way too much because uh, no one expected them to be here. They they are already have accomplished so much, and obviously you're going to take advantage of every, every opportunity you're going to get. But um, uh, it's a team that, for a reason, is playing like they're playing with house money. They're just having a good time, and that is a dangerous team. Especially we've we've seen Joe Burrow over the last few years uh, going back to LSU with this guy when he catches fire, it's hard to stop. Well, speaking of dangerous teams, um, the 49ers are playing on the road uh, at the Rams, which, uh, as you said, both in-state teams here. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, and Dylan immediately (laughs) 
I'm going to tell you, I think that's high. Yep. Um, well, and obviously you're going to see, you're going to see in a second the, why I think that's high. But even in the scenario of, I thought this would be more like three, but three and a half point favorites here. The 49ers won both meetings in the regular season. Of course, the one at the end got them into the playoffs. Um, one thing I did note here, Rams turned it over four times in those two games against the Niners, all Matthew Stafford interceptions. Um, that is something to think about against this defense. And I'm telling you, man, I, I hyped up this Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl when we <laughs> talked last time, but I'm picking the 49ers here. I, I think this is you, – you heard me from the beginning. I said I think there's something about this team – if they get hot, I picked them to beat the Cowboys. I didn't go as far to pick them to beat the Packers, but I'm jumping back on here because I just think this is one of those teams, right place, right time, everything in their favor. They've already done this twice. It's hard to beat a team three times. We've heard that before, but then again, sometimes you just have a team's number, and I wonder if that's the case for this 49ers team who maybe also like really doesn't have anything to lose. They were one, you know, they're a couple plays away from not even beating the playoffs, and here they are one win away from the Super Bowl. So, um, maybe this is going to help you out with a mojo here, Dylan, but I'm going to go with the 49ers <laughs> in this one. Yeah, I got to stick to my formula here, too. I've, I've picked against the Rams uh, in the two playoff games. They've won both, so got to stick to that. I'm going to pick the Niners as well, but there are obviously reasons for that that you just went over. <laughs> Clearly, they've had their number. There's a psychological advantage at a certain point when you've beaten a team six straight times. Jimmy Garoppolo himself is 6-0 and against the Rams um, in his career. Uh, he beat them in 2017, his first game back then. Uh, the Rams were resting uh, their starters at the end of after winning the division. But So you could say really against the Rams starters, 5-0 and in his career. Obviously had injuries and missed some games where the Rams won in 2018. Um, but since, it's just been straight domination. Um, the, uh, the styles, it's unlike what we, we talked about last week. And I, I'm, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm regretting not picking the Rams um, to beat the Bucks just based on the matchups and how those teams have played and uh, over the last couple of years and stylistically uh, the blitz heavy uh, approach that we knew that Todd Bowles just want to get into and obviously Stafford and the Rams the best offense passing against blitzes and the Niners don't need a blitz uh, to get pressure and when they do they, they pick their spots they had a couple really big spots where uh, down the stretch of the last matchup when they came back some of the three and outs the Rams did where they did pick the, the right times to the blitz and confuse the middle of the field there for Stafford we'll see how quickly Sean McVay and, and, and Matthew are able to adjust obviously Stafford's played really really well in the two playoff games but as you mentioned um in the in the regular season uh he's really I think two of his four worst games you could argue were the Niner games um five is yeah two of his five lowest pass ratings overall were in those games against uh, the Niners Cooper Cup obviously a uh, yeah, big difference maker in terms of what he'll be able to do in this one he hasn't always played insanely well against the san francisco traditionally but this season obviously has had some big plays that basically saved them uh it appeared for a moment in that week 18 game the the crazy third down catch down the sideline and also the touchdown on third down he uh, took it to another level as we saw him do against tampa bay the rams are going to have to not you know they're not going to be able to probably make the same mistakes they get against tampa bay and win obviously uh in most cases you build that big a lead it's tough to to give it up unless you fumble the ball away even tom brady couldn't come back from that big deficit despite all the mistakes the rams made i just with the way the niners have played see how opportunistic they were in the game against the packers and 
um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think it's going to be probably similar to the last one we watched, maybe not with one team going up 17-0, but I do think it's going to be kind of right down to the wire. I just don't see either team having enough to pull away unless Jimmy throws a couple picks or if Stafford does. If they if these teams are kind of even on the turnover front, which might not be the case, um, but if they are, it's really hard to see one team having a huge advantage. I do think the Rams getting potentially Ernest Jones back uh which is given how the Niners were able to kind of single out Troy Reader the first and uh, the last matchup and really put him in tough spots with the out, outside like zone running scheme where they had the, the little touch uh, toss plays um the, the quick tosses out of the backfield to Debo and Troy was kind of missing <laughs> the holes basically every single time that he needed to fill Ernest Jones that is, he, he's been really money on that kind of um those kind of things so that is one thing that I think would help the Rams potentially obviously the offensive line holding up it looks like Whitworth will be back um, even though it looks like uh, Joe Noteboom who filled in so great for Whitworth against the Bucks, uh, might be out with an injury uh, has a pectoral injury so injuries are going to be a big part of this um, Trent Williams as Kyle Shanahan said today is on track to play and that's great but if he's slowed down at all by his injury I mean that we, we just saw what the Rams did to a backup tackle in Tampa Bay the Rams defensive line in general looked like they've they've been saving some of these uh bullets up for <laughs> the playoffs they, they they definitely as a group look a little more obviously an Aaron Donald every play is going to look ridiculous but as a group it, it looks like these guys are really just generating so much pressure internal pressure and things that the Niners are going to have to uh keep them on their toes with their running game and we've seen that it's just uh it's it's crazy how many teams times these uh teams have faced each other obviously the, the connection between Shanahan and McDaniel and, and McVay and all of it, it's just like they know each other so well. They know what both teams are going to do. So who has the counter punches ready? Or do the Niners even need to have them? Can they stick to the same formula? We'll find out. It should be a lot of fun. And I, I'd really, I think the Rams do have a shot here. But i got to stick to my, to my uh, mojo in terms yeah. of picking against right. them. So as much as I'd like to pick the Rams here and also have a chance at somewhat coming back in this playoff uh, pick race with you, I'm, I think I'm down by three games. So I don't think it's going to happen regardless unless I just flip all my picks. But... Um, um, and I think the Niners still that psychological edge, maybe one little mistake here and there, and uh, could go their way. But I think it, uh, you know, out of the two games, I know I think the Bengals can stick with the Chiefs. I do really think this one's going to be like one team at the end, possible game-winning field goal kind of situation. I really see it being a, a three-point game either way. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a this is a close game, and yeah for some reason i just i go back to the niners here kind of what i said from the beginning i think it's you know just one of those teams maybe that's meant to get to that spot again and you know have our rematch of, of the super bowl from a couple of years ago and uh may, maybe that's the case here but uh yeah i think this you know obviously both games should be good i think our expectations uh probably need to be lowered a little bit based on what we saw um last Fair. weekend i, yeah. I think it's going to be very hard to <laughs> to match that so as long as uh those expectations are there but then again you know it's like what if you do match that then it's like then you start talking about is this the best you know playoffs ever so uh yeah it, it should be a lot of fun but uh, yeah two really good games here and i guess um, before we wrap up uh, obviously one more big change that's happened in the nfl since we last recorded that is uh, sean payton uh, yeah. stepping away from the saints and you know it's interesting everybody talks about the salary cap and i mean they are <laughs> My goodness, I think mess is an understatement. Um, that they have got themselves in a, I think what is it like seventy million something like that. I think it's what it is. Um, they're not in a good spot. This uh, seems like one of those years for them where it's just kind of going to be a, a transition year for the Saints. Uh, I guess you could say going into the to next season. And 
you know, for Sean Payton, I get it. I mean, it's like you, you, how long this guy's been there for as long as he has. He's gone through the grind pretty much for the most part, right? Like, he's been very successful. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've obviously, you know, gotten there, won Super Bowl, um, and, and they've just, you know, they've been right there. As long as Drew Brees was there, like, they were they were usually in the mix. And so mm-hmm. I think it's probably hard at this point, you know, for him. What What is Sean Payton? I've got to figure out his age here. But it's like I think when you start staring down that possibility of, you know, how long. I mean, he's 58. Mm-hmm. 58 so yeah. it's like. You know, in, in coaching circles, that's that's not that old. But I also think about it, and it's like, man, I get why he would not want to go maybe through a, a rebuild here. And, and as we said, it, it, this was kind of already a team in transition this season, although they almost made the playoffs. But um, I understand it from this standpoint. I think, obviously, you know, he steps away for a year probably. But let's be honest, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to be one of the top names on the oh board for a, a lot of people probably after this coming season. So yeah, exactly. I th- it might work out really well for the Cowboys to get one more year if they disappoint yep. with McCarthy. It might might just kind of <laughs> work out for Jerry Jones there. I know that he's Sean Payton's kind of the one that got away. Obviously, was an assistant there. Uh, and it just didn't end up hiring him. I know uh, Sean Payton talked a bit, or talked about a lot of things over like an hour and a half in that press conference. It was awesome stuff. Yeah. Our editorial team was like, man, this thing, we, we got so much content, <laughs> we don't know what to do. But um, he talked about how the, he almost got the Packer job, the disappointment of that, but how it all worked out. Obviously, I've seen people saying potentially the best coaching hire uh, with the Saints hiring him since Belichick in the NFL. And, and you start thinking about it, and like maybe there are some the better ones, uh, some more slam dunks like the Chiefs with Andy read but man i it's when you think about where the saints were as a franchise where they had been even just for the few years before that they they win that the first playoff game in franchise history in 2000 and then things kind of go downhill again and everything obviously that happened with hurricane katrina in 2005 and the team playing all over the place and for them to come out of that and then for you know for a decade and a half 15 years to be a contender basically the entire time outside of a, a couple years here and there they had uh, I mean, you might look back and say that one Super Bowl is a disappointment, but again, given where the Saints were as a franchise, it's crazy that they're able to to become this kind of standard, you know, team that has this culture. Uh, he talked about that being the number one thing he's most proud of building, and he, I mean, it's true. Uh, like, and you look at the coaching staff; they're in such a good shape. Uh, with you know, if they hire from within um, to to replace Sean Payton, I think they're going to be just fine. I know, like you're mentioning the salary cap, those kind of things. They did kick the can down the road. Eventually, you have to stop. The Packers are the only team that's even like close to them in the negative cap space, kind of stuff, and they're just like seventy million, whatever some ridiculous number and i know that there's yeah. ways to get under that but they are going to have to make some decisions that you probably are going to have to rebuild because it's just what is it worth holding on to especially when we don't have the qb situation pinned down but overall you know they probably win a you know they had some of the worst playoff luck of any franchise in the last 10 years um, you think of not oh, just yeah, the games the sure. last few years but going back to like 2011 the game they lose to uh, the niners the, the catch part two to vernon davis that game was insanity had a similar feel with the number of touchdowns at the end maybe to the Bills Chiefs with uh, not exactly the same quarterback play uh, even though Drew Brees was there but uh, even the Beast Quake game so some of those games right after they won their Super Bowl obviously then the defense they kind of never had it lined up like their defense has been so good these last couple years but the offense was just 
dominant for you know the first part of the 2010s and it kind of like flipped they had like the little bit of a crossover 2017-18 and the, obviously the the missed pass interference call uh, robbed them from at least making that Super Bowl against the the Pats who knows if they win their second one there but some bad luck just bad timing with those kind of things but overall at the end of the day Sean Payton was the fifth uh, yeah fifth fastest court or uh, head coach to 150 wins just barely didn't uh, make it behind Mike Tomlin just barely beat him out this past season um uh, for that uh for that stat the only ones faster uh, other than those two guys are Don Trula George Hallis and Curly Lambeau pretty ridiculous yeah. trio of names uh when you think about it because you know it, took, it shows longevity too right like we know all the stuff about John Madden being the winningest coach with 100 wins but he didn't get to 150 because he did you know get going to broadcasting at a certain time even uh you know some uh Vince Lombardi didn't coach as many years or was less games so who knows how many would have won but it just shows like they were uh, the last decade and a half, one of the uh, standard, one of the best, uh, you look at the team and uh, free agents would want to go there to play with Drew, uh, just the culture they built, the atmosphere they got there. And, it, you know, you take for granted maybe some younger fans, even us, when uh, that didn't, you know, are so used to this now, that this franchise was just, for the first 30 years of its existence, basically an afterthought. So it uh, definitely left them in a really good place. And, yeah, wherever he ends up, I know a lot of fan bases right now wish they could uh, be going after him. Uh, as you're saying, that could go on the TV, could definitely take in a year off from coaching. But, um, man. There's, I mean, we'll see if he can turn down some of the offers. I know that he's under contract for a few years, so he'd have to be traded by New Orleans uh, technically through at least 2024. I wonder if they can how the buyout kind of stuff could work there. But yeah, a lot of fan bases wish he was ready to, to coach right now, and uh, a lot of fan bases next year are going to be hoping they're going to be lining up trying to be the next one for for Champagne. And I do think, yeah, he's a you know he's not as young as like say like a if a coach. Uh, like a Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan or McVeigh, say they went 15 years, stepped away, and they're in their at that point in their mid 40s for Sean. Like, yeah, maybe Sean Payton's a bit older, but I still think like he's still got plenty of time. Maybe just a recharge, finds the right place, the right quarterback. <laughs> uh, I know that I'm sure Drew Brees obviously yeah. uh, not being there plays a big role, but wherever he ends up, I mean, it's going to be a lot of hype around uh, the next uh, uh, 2.0 Sean Payton uh, team wherever it is. Well, and look, this is a big quarterback off season too, because it's like Roethlisberger retires, Aaron Rodgers could be elsewhere, Tom Brady could retire. Um, you know, there are some other teams that have some mm-hmm. decisions to make. So it's like this upcoming year, you you kind of, I think you'll see things. You'll see like the next three or four years of the NFL. Like once you see where some of these dominoes are going to fall with those kind of mm-hmm. guys. Um, so yeah, and what man, the NFC South. It's like. It's a. I mean, again, let's say Brady retires, right? I, the Bucks are still built to win, but um, man, like everyone else, it's like you know, what's the next NFC. for the Saints, the Falcons? It's like, man, it's just uh, yeah. So the whole conference, man. Like if if That's Aaron true. somehow doesn't true. stay yeah. in Green Bay, you look at the North and the South, yeah. and it's if Tom, yeah, it's like, and then the mm-hmm. East is you know Dallas is Dallas, but they still have not put it all together. So gosh, yeah, it's That's it's, true. it's a very different conference. And even just a few years ago, it looked like you know from one to six, it was so strong, and it still has been this year. Felt like it was a really a solid top six playoff teams. Um, uh, this season, but yeah, compared to the AFC, where you got a little, <laughs> almost with with uh, what happened with his injuries and not making the playoffs, you forget Lamar Jackson. In, in addition to Joe right. Burrow yeah. and and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and this this group of young quarterbacks there, compared to the NFC, it's 
very different. Maybe we'll see we'll see what happens with some of the, I'm sure Bears fans are ready for Justin Fields to to get a fresh start. We'll see how the Bears are closing in on the new head coach. They got their GM, but yeah, yeah. Uh, a wide open kind of conference really um outside of the NFC West, which might just have four playoff teams next year. <laughs> I was going to say that that is the <laughs> NFC West. We got 3 in this year. Um we'll have one for sure represented in the Super Bowl and uh, two in the conference championship game. So yeah, the NFC West continues to four of the last five supreme. Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, what, that's NFC true. NFC West team, yeah. even if they've uh, lost them <laughs> uh, right. so far. But you, you look at going back, yeah, it's uh, crazy with the Rams and the Niners. Well, three of the last four, sorry, I should say. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, do, doing okay in the NFC West, but uh, a lot of changes elsewhere. But uh, there you go. There are thoughts on Sean Payton and, of course, our picks for the championship games, uh, which will take place on Sunday, and uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Of course, Dylan got it all covered over clutch points, uh, a lot of previews. Of course, we we'll have reaction, all sorts of stuff. So let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to the clutch points app in the NFL section to follow the games. We'll have tons of coverage during the games, all the post game reactions, every little thing covered, possibly anything that happens off the field as well, uh, or I guess on the field. In the case of the the guy running on the field, the Chiefs Bills game, but <laughs> yes. it's got all those things covered, all their stories, all that good stuff. Yeah, predictions, betting uh, breakdowns, deeper X factors for each team um, already have started. If you're uh, not as interested in the four teams playing outside of just watching the games, we have started looking at early free agent uh, targets for every single all the other 28 teams we've been going through the biggest needs they need to address all those sorts of things you can find in the nfl section and clutchpoints.com um in the betting section all the betting previews and yeah should be hopefully uh, yeah not gonna expect anything like this past weekend <laughs> that wouldn't be fair as you mentioned but yeah. uh still think it should be a really fun couple of games and then uh, it's 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 kind of i mean it's i love the off season too but it is scary thinking about only three more football games yep. and then we got a the long uh, the long uh winter not really all winter but you know it's a long hiatus there yes winter is coming um <laughs> for the nfl offseason so for sure uh no be sure to check everything out as touch points of course and subscribe to the podcast any podcast after you search for stops to pass and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time you're on that was the podcast